to CCK Live. Today we are going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be doing a summary of one of our recent cases that we won in court. Joining me today is Caitlin Dagnan, who is an attorney um, at CCK, and she primarily represents veterans at court. And I should have introduced myself. My name is Jenna Zelmer. I'm a partner here at Chisholm, Chisholm & Kilpatrick. Um, and we are excited to talk to you today about um, this client's case. So, Caitlin, before we kind of talk about the details of the case, why don't you kick us off with a little bit of background on the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims? Sure. So the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims, or CABC, is a federal court located in Washington, D.C. that is dedicated just to adjudicating the appeals of claimants who have been unsuccessful in their cases before the board. So if a veteran receives a decision from the board and they disagree with that decision, they have the right to file an appeal with the court. The court is then going to review that case and ultimately issue a decision that affirms vacates or remands the board's ruling. Now, this is based on a closed record, right? So we can only make arguments to the court based on evidence that has been previously been submitted to before the board. Um, and the result that we're generally looking for is called a remand. Um, that means that there's some sort of legal error in the board's decision, and that's why it needs to be sent back, uh, basically, for the board to make a new decision. But in rare circumstances, the court can also reverse a board's decision. Um, but again, that's very rare. And the skilled team here at CCK handles a wide range of cases, both before the board and at the court. Our knowledgeable advocates are qualified to assist veterans with appeals at any stage and follow the case all the way through the court system. Right. That's a good point. And that goes back to my earlier point about how, Caitlin, you practice primarily at the court, which is why, you know, we've tagged you to do this court win summary. Um, I'm sure if you've seen our other videos, you've seen a lot of our other attorneys and advocates who practice both at the court and the VA. Um, so we're excited to have you today, Caitlin. So next, we're going to break down the specifics of a recent court case that CCK secured benefits for one of our clients. I'm going to talk a little bit about the facts, and then, Caitlin, I'm going to turn it over to you to talk about the arguments. Um, so we have a veteran as a client who served in the U.S. Army from November 82 to August 92, so almost a full 10 years. Um, and he was a crew member um, in the Army, and he served in Saudi Arabia. He won multiple medals and commendations for his service. After service um, in 2009, he underwent surgery for a service-related low back condition. So we have a lot of some, a lot of court, um, excuse me, a lot of videos on uh, how to get service connected, how to get ratings, um, and so I would encourage you to go back and take a look at those cases. But in this case, the veteran had already obtained service connection, and his condition had um, deteriorated to the point where he needed additional surgery. And so he went to a VA medical center, um, and during that surgery, the physicians inserted an intervertebral cage around his spine. Now, prior to the procedure, the veteran had signed a consent form, treat, uh, consent for treatment form, which essentially says, you know, you are acknowledging that VA is going to perform, perform surgery and you're going to acknowledge the known risks involved in that surgery. So following surgery, the veteran had extreme back pain. And just a couple months later, he went in for an MRI and that revealed that 
the intervertebral cage that had been inserted around his lumbar spine had actually broken apart and was protruding into his spine. And that was causing um, severe spinal canal stenosis. And that was the cause of the extreme pain. So he actually had to go undergo a second emergency surgery to repair the cage and remove that broken piece. Um, and so where, where does that leave us, Caitlin? So because of the effects that the veteran was uh, experiencing, he subsequently filed for disability benefits under 38 U.S.C. 1151 for an additional back disability that he suffered as a result of the surgery performed by VA. Um, 1151 is a statute that allows for veterans to receive compensation for a qualifying additional condition as if it were a service-connected condition if they can meet certain conditions. Um, however, VA did deny his claim, and even after he appealed to the board, he was again denied compensation in May of 2020. And what happened is that the board had found that what occurred during the veteran's surgery was a reasonably foreseeable event, despite the fact that there was favorable medical evidence that the breaking of that intervertebral cage was not something that a healthcare provider would typically expect to occur. So essentially, the board determined that because there's always a possibility of complications with back surgery, this type of an event is reasonably foreseeable. However, that is contradicted by VA's own regulations, which defines an event not reasonably foreseeable as one that is not completely unforeseeable or unimaginable, but one a reasonable healthcare provider would not consider to be an ordinary risk. So with the help of CCK, this veteran challenged the board's decision by filing an appeal at the CABC. And ultimately, the court found that the board had clearly erred in saying that the veteran's additional disability, which was, again, um, caused by that VA surgery, was reasonably foreseeable and that the board had discounted favorable medical opinions in the process. And so ultimately, this was one of those rare cases where the court ruled to reverse the board's finding that the event was reasonably foreseeable and actually remanded the matter for the board to award benefits based on the veteran's 1151 claim. So that was one of those very rare circumstances where the court did decide to reverse and, grant, uh, and remand to direct the board to grant benefits. Right. And I think that's why we chose to highlight this one today, because it's, you know, it's not every day that we see the court tell VA to award benefits. And so it's really exciting from our perspective. Um, you know, often we have veterans who are frustrated with the process and ultimately just get a remand back from the court to the board. Um, and that is not, you know, I said just and that's how, how veterans think of it as just a remand. But that is not um you know, a bad result in most cases. And that's really what we want. But in the rare circumstances where we get a reversal, it's just so exciting um, to be able to tell the veteran that. So um, this is a really great court decision. Now, I think it's important to highlight kind of what would the veterans other options have been if they hadn't decided to appeal to the CABC. And we have a lot of videos about legacy versus AMA, the Appeals Modernization Act. Um, but it's important to know in this context that this was a legacy board decision. And so there was no option for the veteran to file a supplemental claim. Um, if the veteran had not applied 
appeal to the CABC, that board decision that was clearly wrong, that we know today was wrong, would have stood up and would have been the final board decision, the final decision on the veteran's claim. And the only way that the veteran would have been able to continue to pursue his claim was to start all over again. And so that's really why the court is so important, because especially in legacy cases, you know, the only way to have a second chance um, or have, you know, get the benefits that you're entitled to is to go to the court and really ask the court to step in and either remand or reverse the board's decision. Now, I would recommend that you go back and look at our videos and our blogs on the AMA. It's a little bit different nowadays um, because newer cases, you know, there, there is an opportunity to submit a supplemental claim. But even in that case, a supplemental claim would require new and relevant evidence. And so you do have the additional burden of developing more evidence, trying to get more evidence in your in your favor when see, we see in this case, there was already favorable evidence. And if the board had done the right thing the first time around, they would have awarded the benefits. So that just really highlights how important the court is. Um, and that's why, you know, it's usually, especially when it's a legal error like this, why it's more advantageous to go to the CABC. I think another uh, important thing to highlight is that this really demonstrates why it's important to hire CCK or really any, you know, if you if you choose not to go with CCK, any knowledgeable, experienced advocate, because these cases are comp are complicated. And the fact that it went all the way up to the court and the court had to step in shows that sometimes, you know, VA gets it wrong. And so our dedicated team works really hard to ensure the best possible outcome for our clients. You know, in this case, we developed legal arguments based on the evidence in the record, and we told the veteran's story in a way that was persuasive to the court. And I think that's so important to make sure that you are highlighting um, what makes this veteran's story sympathetic and persuasive. And so, um, you know, I'm just really proud of the team here at CCK, and I'm really excited about this outcome of this case. Precisely. Thank you so much for joining in and watching us today. Um, please be on the lookout for more CCK case summaries and subscribe to our channel so that you don't miss any of them. Thanks, everyone. Have a great afternoon.